This is the Langpreneur podcast where each week we interview experts in the language learning industry who will show you how to turn your passion for languages into a profitable online business so that you can create an independent career doing something you love. I'm your host, Jan van der Aan. Hey everybody, this is Jan and you are listening to the 40th episode of the Langpreneur podcast. How's it going? I hope you guys are enjoying the, the summer, a very hot summer, at least here in uh, in Western Europe. Um, yeah, I hope that well, that you had a good summer. Maybe you are on a holiday, maybe you're going on a holiday a bit later. Um, I don't have any trips planned, except for our Great Langpreneur Mastermind, of course, which is going to take place at the end of September in Crete, Greece. And um, if you have a working online language business and uh, you like the idea of networking with all the like-minded langpreneurs in an intimate in an intimate setting uh, we rented this huge villa on the top of a mountain with a view over the ocean in, uh, in crete and that uh, you can join us there for only 10 people um, we also have a special covid policy just in case we have to cancel the whole thing or just in case you have to cancel last minute so if this sounds like something for you make sure to send me a dm on instagram or just send me an email or, um, at info at langpreneur.com um, yeah then well let's get started so today we are talking to zekri ngai he's the ceo and the founder of uh of hello talk so hello talk is the biggest language exchange app have over 20 million users and uh, yeah in this interview today you're really going to learn how zikri came with the idea uh, how he got started um how he found his first investors and also well how he runs uh how are you how he runs this huge company on a daily basis because that's really what it is um it's like 80 or 85 people working for working full-time for hello talk today so yeah i hope you're gonna enjoy this interview um, without further ado let's get started here is my interview with zakri hey, hey zakri welcome to the langpreneur podcast before we you know before we talk about hello talk and learn everything about the business like how you came with the idea how you build the business let's first talk a little bit about yourself about your journey um where you're from and uh, yeah tell us a little bit about your your background sure uh i was actually born in uh, china in an island called hainan hainan island um and then i uh, migrated to hong kong uh, when i was about 10 years old with my family so I grew up in Hong Kong where, you know, we, we speak Cantonese in Hong Kong. Uh, and then I went to the U.S. for my uh, university studies. Um, so basically through my uh, just growing up, uh, I, I speak Mandarin, Cantonese and en English. Uh, I was quite fascinated with uh, Japanese animation, um, you know, dramas and music, all that in very early 1990s, basically. So I started learning Japanese uh, myself, actually, um, you know, through my, my, my own time. Um, I have also the opportunity to, to actually live in Korea, a working career for about three to four months. So, um, you know, when I actually uh, learn a language, I, I always want to uh, meet local friends, mm -hmm. local natives, and, and just hang out with them and, and talk to them rather than just memorizing uh, a language like 
in a very boring way. So that's mm-hmm. how actually, and when I was in Korea, that was year 2005, I, I lived there for a year. Uh, just to learn Korean language, there is a, a Korean woman in an international language exchange cafe where she would just help me every week to practice Korean. And uh, sometimes I help her with English. So um, I always wanted to have uh, language partners when I practice a language. So when I went back to, um, to Shenzhen uh, in two, year 2007, I find it very hard to find a local language partners around Shenzhen. Um, and around that time, I used a site called language, mylanguageexchange.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but we usually only exchange a few emails and it, 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 it usually don't go anywhere and you cannot have voice messages and, and, and talk on the phone. It, it was yeah. very outdated uh, way. So in about year 2011, um, I, um, I did about five, six years of e-commerce startup myself uh, in Shenzhen. So in about year 2011, I decided to uh, uh, move on to the mobile internet app space yeah. mm-hmm. and build an app just for, for this purpose, yeah. for connecting uh, language partners to help each other, one another. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, I, I, took, um, I, I took two developers who are doing e-commerce and that was very early actually. At, around that time, there were only like individual developers, it's still very early. And I think Keep Messenger just came up. WhatsApp yeah. was, didn't have that many users yet. Um, and we, we, we rented an apartment and started building uh, Hello Talk. In an That's apartment? How in an apartment. Uh, we, we find um, uh, uh, an apartment around Shenzhen with fiber optics connection. That was really important. Like, and then they, they started build, building Hello Talk, which is pretty much the same as what we see today, except without the moments and uh, the, uh, the, the but. We, we went into a very big problem in the beginning because um, they told me they're going to have it out in about six months' time. Yeah. And uh, that was year 2011, about March, where we officially started the project. So they had to look through books and develop how to develop a mobile app. They, they only have like e-commerce kind of development experience, not mobile app. Yeah. Website development experience, well, that's what they have. So uh, I waited and we, we, I waited and waited and it was like one year, at the end of the year, almost one year, um, Chinese New Year, that was um, year 2012, February, I couldn't see a demo. Like I couldn't see a working demo of the app. So uh, we, we went into a lot of development problems. The project was just too complicated for. So, so this was individual. just... Just to make sure, so this was after one year working with two developers full time. It was still yeah, not it was demo. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very difficult to uh, hire or find someone because pretty much no one has mobile development uh, experience at that time. So yeah. the first year, you can say we kind of like wasted it. Uh, we only have two developers, and we try. I, I try to hire some other developers, but there, there's most people don't know about mobile app development at that time. Yeah. So, and then the lead developer actually uh, couldn't finish the job and he, he wanted to quit um, in about 2012, June. So, so before. So that was after one year and three months, uh, you know, the lead developer wanted to quit. Um, he couldn't finish the job. So 
Um, we, we went into a lot of problems, basically. Yeah. Um, so the project almost never really uh, uh, came out, almost. But uh, in the last minute, I think like, uh, I managed to find someone uh, eventually, to we we brought it out um, in the at December fifteenth, year two thousand and twelve, on iOS. Actually, mm. iOS version came out, and uh, when it first came out, it was very interesting. About after five days, uh, it came out. We became like the top education app actually in many countries. I don't know why. Only actually. five days after after releasing the app in the App Store. I think it's about five days. Suddenly, it's just like, uh, you know, it, it, somehow it got a lot of downloads, which I, 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 I didn't know why. There was like a, the top app education at that time was Quran, which is, you know, yeah. the, the, the Islam, you know, Quran. And the number two, or we were had to have with them in many different countries, number one, number two. And I don't, I, I don't, I didn't know why, but we started, just went viral. Yeah. But our server wasn't ready to handle that many users, so it crashed and, you know, it had a lot of problems. Uh, but, but the first year, I think the first official full year of operation on iOS, that was year 2013, you can consider. We have about 150,000 registered users. And one year later, we have the Android version as well, which uh, the second year, we add about 600,000 more registered users. So in early 2015, we have about 800,000 virtual yeah. users. Yeah. Um, but uh, around that time, we had about 12 people in the team, which Already. is totally funded by, by myself. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we, that... we ran out of money as well. So basically, uh, I didn't have any more money at the time to fund the operations anymore. Okay. So let's go. Uh, let's go. Back to the beginning, before we start, you know, start more. Okay. Before we talk more about the development of the app and you know how you build this large team and even a bigger following. So you said that in the beginning you hired two developers to to help you out with this, right? What is your background? Like, do, do you have an, a background in IT or programming, or what do you know about? No, IT. Well, I just know about how to learn a language or practice a language in a in a more natural way. You know, mm -hmm. just um, uh, I, th I think the problem with language learning is is, is uh, difficult to um, it's very boring process. Yeah, you tend to give up. And um, for me, I, I just use like listen. I listen to music. I I I, I would take classes sometimes offline classes. I then I just watch TV uh, dramas, listen to music, and watch like DVD like movies basically. Yeah. So how I learn Korean actually is by look, watching Korean uh, DVD movies in Korean subtitles for about mm. a month. So basically, I just watch it in Korean subtitles. Mm. And then I talk to go out and talk to with my friends when I have just been learning Korean for a month. But I, I would hang out with them and just yeah. talk to them. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to build something that connect, like that really, allow us to practice language in a more nat natural or, or way that because we, we all have the resources to memorize, to just study by ourselves, yeah. to look at grammar tips and all that. But what we lack is, is really practicing with yeah. someone. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my background is really in e-commerce and e-commerce. Okay. Uh, 
uh, like strategy planning, mergers yeah. and acquisition. Like I, I, I did like corporate uh, job for about 12 years, okay. uh, for about, yeah, for about 10 years after mm. I graduated from university. So it was in US, in China, in Beijing, in Hong Kong, okay. in Korea. So it was international kind of like strategy planning, yeah. mergers and acquisition kind of background. Yeah. Uh, and then I did about five years of e-commerce startup where I, I will uh, run company and build company that sell like electronic accessories on eBay and Amazon and yeah. globally as well. So that startup had about 200 people. Mm. So I, I did have business management experience before, yeah. but uh, uh, mobile app is very different. Mm. It, it was very complicated and I don't have any development experience. I don't have uh, any experience related to product manager. As a, it's a mobile app, so you need product manager, right? Uh, for that, I don't have. I just have some ideas about uh, building something to connect users to allow them to help each other, one yeah. another, and then how to communicate yeah. and pr practice language. Mm. And uh, mainly, actually, it's through language exchange in a fair way. It's, so you, so you were really, yeah. So your role in the company from the beginning has really been the the, the visionary, right? So like you had the vision, you had this. You knew how to learn a language. You you had this big vision of that. You know the world needed an app that allowed the users to practice their languages wherever they are with native speakers. And then um, I guess you, you you had some savings from the job that you did before that you then invested in hiring these two developers and just started out in an apartment, just like like Jack Ma actually, right? The founder of Alibaba. So really. Uh, so, the, so, so the product, the app was really born in the apartment where you started in 2011. Yes, yes, yes. It was born in an apartment where we have, uh, and you know, in, in Chinese, Ayi. We only have yeah, like three yeah, people yeah. in Korean. So we have an Ayi, <laughs> A cleaning which will cook lunch for us. Oh, with yeah. like three dishes and one soup and two developers who, who work there and sleep there. They, they slept there as well. So it was like, you know. Three-bedroom apartment with fiber optic access in Shenzhen, China. So do, that's do you, how you start. Do you miss those early days or are you happy that it's all over? Uh, well, I'm happy it was over because the early days, <laughs> all I can do is just wait. Because <laughs> the app is not out. So what I can do is just like doing research and waiting for the app to come out. So there's not much I can do. It was just very grueling way to wait and wait and wait until the app came out. Then I can do, I can do more. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. So you said like it took a bit over a year for the first version to be released. And then as soon as it was available in the app store, like after a few days, you had all these downloads. Um, any, any idea what happened there? Or was it just like, did you no. foresee this or? No, I think it was just uh, maybe, you know, it's just some strange ways that, you know, it, it just somehow mm -hmm. picked up. Uh, it's mostly in Arabic-speaking uh, countries as well, actually, mostly. Okay. Um, so uh, I never find out the reason why. But it was it, it very quickly went past, like a few days, then it went, went back to normal, the download, which is not much download a day, maybe like mm -hmm. 100 a day, you know. Mm -hmm. So the first year, we have 150,000, 150, you know, you know, uh, registered user, which was maybe about 250,000 downloads. Yeah. yeah. How many registered users do you have today? Uh, we hit uh, 20 million actually uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, last 20 month. million. Yeah. Uh, we have about 
registered user, we hit uh, 20 million, uh, like uh, about 20 days ago. Yeah. yeah, well, congratulations on that. Um, let's talk a little bit more about growth because you said in the beginning, well, it was quite organically, right? You just uh, yeah. published this app, but people started downloading it. Like for how long did that work? Does it still work until now or how heavily did you have to invest in, in, in things like yeah, marketing? Yeah, it's still, it's, today it's still very uh, word of mouth, uh, organic, organically grown uh, like user uh, a product. So we don't, uh, we didn't spend any money on marketing until year 2015, where oh, really? we, uh, we, we raised some money from venture capital and we did some influencer uh, uh, marketing on YouTube. So there are some YouTube, uh, you know, KOL influencers, they will make a video about Hello Talk. Uh, that's how we started doing some marketing, but there's very, um, up until now, our, our 20 million, I would say maybe less than, maybe less than like uh, 300,000 or four, definitely less than 500,000. So it's maybe 300,000 is from marketing, like mainly influencer YouTube marketing. Oh, really? I would say the exact number we can usually track and count is around 200,000 to 300,000 registered users through marketing. Yeah. So all the other is just through natural organic word of mouth or some media coverage and and very strangely our app has always almost never been recommended and featured by apple or google <laughs> so it was uh, we, we we never get the benefit of most other apps um, you know language apps which had a lot of features from the apple app store or google play uh, where Somehow, of course, I guess it's because there's a lot of community and people, which is not a very standardized experience. We we never really got any, you know, help from the store yeah. feature and all that, you know, lists and all that. So it's just by natural organic word of mouth, and mm. you know. So uh, in the beginning, that's you, how we grew. Yeah. So in the beginning, you were investing your own money. At a certain point, you 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 ran out of money, right? What did yeah, you do? Yeah. What did you do next? Uh, we have uh, some venture VCs who have been contacting us, but we, we didn't think we needed to get money uh, until we, we ran out of money. So I started talking to them and in early 2015, we, we, we got investment from a VC you know, who liked our idea. And uh, that's how we actually start growing our team and making it more professional and developing the, the product in a, in a more polished way. Mm-hmm. It's a very complicated app to develop uh, for instant messaging uh, with a community with fits. Um, it, it was, uh, I think, I would say it's a project not, it shouldn't be a project handled by small company startup like us. It's, uh, it's, it's, it technically, is very heavy. And, um, and if you count all other costs, one of the operation and all that, it's, it's, uh, it's not a small project, which is... Yeah you know yeah so. so how many people work in the company today today we have about 80 80 to 85 actually 80 to so, 85 people yes yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a it's a big project actually now um, Whoa. so uh, we have about 50 people um about six months ago so we grew a lot over the last uh, six months we we almost doubled our team over the last six months well uh, but we're still running at a loss. It's very small loss, but we, we, we strategically maintain our growth uh, 
because um, in the past, we had a huge problem being in China and Shenzhen, which was next to Tencent, which is the maker of WeChat and QQ, which is like, we cannot attract enough uh, developers or good developers who join our team. So technical development has always been our bottleneck and our problem. Even you have the money or you don't have enough money to attract them. Even you have the money, you couldn't find the developers that we need to build our product. So yeah. until about six months ago, because the economy has been bad in China, you know, we start seeing developers which can actually build our app. Yeah. Plus the new apps that we want to build. So uh, we had hired a lot more developers over the last six months. Yeah. How much does a good developer cost in, in Shenzhen? I know it's Shenzhen is the most expensive city in China, right? So, yeah, um, I usually talk about like let's say a developer with about five to seven years of experience for iOS or Android that they usually cost about four thousand US dollars per month. Four thousand US dollars per month. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that's about fifty fifty k dollars per year in China. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because you are talking about in Shenzhen, which is the the top three internet company globally, I think in terms of making profit and sales revenue, which is Tencent. So you have to compete in the market for developers yeah. with, with the top internet companies globally for talents, yeah. right? So our, our compensation is, is actually not as high as them, you know, maybe mm. we are about 70%. So, uh, but still it's, it's very costly. Uh, I, I mean, if you need good one, to build yeah. complicated apps, then the requirement is 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 high, you know, yeah. and it's very very costly. Mm. Uh, I think it's maybe something that you know our listeners underestimate. Many people think about China, ah, cheap labor, right? But I mean, I've lived in Shenzhen. I've lived in China myself for two years, of which one year was in Shenzhen. But it was actually quite expensive, especially if you want like good food. A real estate is crazy, and yeah, in order for people to afford that, well, they need to find, they need to have higher salaries, right? So, yeah, for 50K per year in dollars for a developer, you have, um, like, of those 80 people working in your company, like, what are all those people doing? What percentage is, is you know, working as a developer and how are the tasks, the tasks divide, divided? We have about 28 developers. So... Uh, we have about 13, uh, we call customer service community management uh, team because mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of like, it's, it's a stranger social exchange network. So there's a lot of like weird people as well, complaints, how to use the app, uh, payment issues and how to use the product, reporting bugs and that. So uh, there's a lot of scammers as well, uh, trying to scam scammers. people yeah, there's a lot of people trying to use the internet to scam money, oh, you know. Um, so we have to do a lot of technical, and they use like the bots and all that. So we have to do a lot of things to, to make sure the community is safe, relatively clean, and people are focused on, uh, uh, you know, helping others, not abusing us purely as like Tinder or whatever. Yeah. So there's a lot of costs in terms of maintaining the community, Hmm. Um, you know, uh, in, in terms of like uh, a, a good environment for language learning or international friendship and cultural exchange, that takes about 13 people, um, you know, with our kind of like size, um, you know. So we have, 
then we have actually uh, operations and product managers, um, you know, people and marketing people, which we have about in total about 15 of them in this different area. Yeah. And we have about, uh, we actually have a content partnership. So if you look at how talk now, it has chatting, finding language partner chat and moments, which is we pioneer how you can actually correct others of moments yeah. pose and tap a word and, and favorite, you know, vocabularies and learn through a very natural moment feed pose. Uh, so we have these two main core uh, functions in the app. And about two years ago, we introduced what a learn tab, which is we introduced, um, you know, language content through partnership, you know, into our app. So we have, we now have maybe over close to 25 courses, uh, you know. Uh, um, so basically, uh, like, the, you know, uh, French, German, uh, uh, Chinese, Thai, you, you have a lot of language content, you know. Yeah. And I talked to Peter from yeah. Innovative I have been Peter from Innovative Language. Yes, uh, we knew each other pretty well. We met many times in, in, in Japan. And I, I've been speaking to him for about four years to bring his content to Hello Talk, oh, his really? podcast content. And he didn't, he, he kind of like just waited and waited. He didn't want to do that, you know. So we, we end up having to pull some from different content creators <laughs> to form a small competition to his podcast, like a language podcast, we, we, which we have um, on our app now. We work with like, and, and talk to me in Korean content is, is available. Oh, really? uh, we have many others as well. Um, Oli Witcher, I think he agrees to bring his content to our app as well. So yeah. we, we are in process of uh, probably by the end of the year, um, mm -hmm. So there is uh, many courses there. So this is what we call content partnership and content distribution. Yeah. Um, we also build uh, what we call the first uh, AI English grammar correction engine actually already. It's, it's called AI grammar checker. So how it works is actually our users, right, will help each other with grammar correction in English or in other languages. So we have accumulated about 60 million records of grammar correction big data. So for the moments, and we, we have about 80 million moments posts, getting close to 100 million. So basically we use uh, about, about half of them are in English. That means we have about 30 million English big grammar correction data. We use about 10 million records to do machine learning and training. Uh, and we build this uh, AI grammar checker, which is an independent app as well now. Uh, can be downloaded, but if you compare it to Grammarly, in terms mm. of correcting English grammar, it's about 25% better. Oh, it really? corrects, gets you 25% more corrections. You mean Grammarly or the data that you have? The, uh, the, uh, our grammar engine, in terms of just catching grammar mistakes, is yeah. about 25% better than Grammarly. Oh, so really? we kind of verify that. Um, because it's the next generation, it's, a, it's the true AI machine learning yeah. training engine. So it, 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 it reads about 10 million records. Yeah. So it's just like AlphaGo, it, it learns how to mm. correct English grammar. Yeah. So you can, you can just download the app and, and use it and compare it with Grammarly or any other. Because before us, I think Grammarly, we tested all the engine, like Grammarly, Ginger, and many others. Grammarly is probably the best 
uh, ginger is already maybe just 60% of, 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 of Grammarly, but we, we, we use like a, about 10,000 sentences with mistakes to compare the result, yeah. independently ourselves, and mm. we find out actually result. So the good thing is not only can we do that for English, we have the, uh, the same like, uh, you know, fits uh, correction data for Chinese and other languages as well, but it took us about two years with seven generation of, uh, you know, of iteration to develop up until, and we launched it about two months ago, yeah. you know, this app. Mm. So, but, yeah. you know, that, that will be helpful to the, you know. Mm. And that brings me, yeah, that brings me to the next question because, you know, you have 80 people sitting there doing all that work and, you know, everyone wants a paycheck by the end of the month, right? So my yeah. question was going to be, so what, how do you monetize uh, well, how do you monetize the business, right? How do you monetize the app? Now, we, you, you're already talking about data and collecting data, which is a huge asset, uh, of course. Um, yeah, so how do you think about monetization? You said you're still making a small loss. Um, what brings in the finances? And uh, you know, like, what's the future, what's the future vision of, of an app in general? Well, basically, we, um, we monetize mainly for what we call VIP membership. It's like a mm. premium membership, right? So uh, you can practice, you can learn and teach uh, multiple languages. So, but the default free version, which, you know, is enjoyed by close to 98% of users, they're free user. They just use it. The, it's basically you can use it for free, no problem, but about 2%. Of the user they will opt in to become a you know what we call a vip member which they can have unlimited translation they can practice and learn multiple languages get more exposure and some other you know uh, features and privileges um so our, our paid membership conversion is about the same as duolingo which i think they have about two percent mm. pro user or premium user as well so that's our main monetization yeah. Um, and then there is some content monetization and some advertising monetization as well. So, mm. But mainly the, the majority of the monetization comes from VIP membership, mm. just like Duolingo or other apps, I think. Yeah. yeah. So and what about the data? Because you just said like you are creating this, this AI basically, which can correct grammar in English later, maybe in also languages. Like, is it important for a company like HelloTalk to be profitable or is it okay to just break even and keep building that asset of, of, uh, of data? We actually, uh, we, we, we have been actually popular in 2017 already. So, uh, where we only have about um, like 18 people. So um, we mean strategically, uh, now apart from HelloTalk, there's four new apps as well. You know, one is vocabulary memorization called HelloWords. Uh, one is English reading called English Time. So basically we are making, developing more apps, content apps out mm -hmm. of our content partnership because one issue, uh, one problem, I think uh, um, uh, like, someone like you or Oli Richard or, uh, you know, other people is like, they don't know how to build an app, but they can make very good content for language learning. And yeah. there's no uh, way to make um, it as an app. Mm -hmm. And also to monetize it, uh, mm -hmm. it's a huge burden to individual yeah. content makers and creators. So we basically use this method to, um, so to this to us is a new business, which requires a lot of development and resources. 
Yeah. Um, so we, we will invest in this new, new kind of business that we think will bring value to the community, to, to the language learning space. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we strategically just decided to put in more, um, I think, resources into development and making us more uh, complete as a solution. Because yeah. language partner is one way to practice and learn. Mm-hmm. So, but we don't just bring, want to bring, we want to bring it in a more integrated way. So if you, for example, you translate, you know, a, 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 a conversation, you know, a text message and hello talk, then we will know, you don't know this vocabulary. We can yeah. guess from that translation, right? So we can tie it to a vocabulary app, you know, a, a plugin which we have now, we can tie it into a podcast content content we can tie it to the moments we (laughs) post so uh, we want it to be more natural so basically we are trying to put all this together so basically you can tap and pave a lot of words on hello talk uh but in about three months time you will be able to we will in about two months time we will be able to auto generate vocabulary exercise game like based on your word your history your your Mm. translation your tap word your favorite words uh, so we are building all these pieces together. So basically, it will uh, it makes the, the 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 conversation or the natural uh, interaction with native speakers to generate content and practice and quizzes and exercise for 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 the users. You know that's how we want to we want to put it together rather than just stand alone. So that's how uh, we we are you know making our plan, and that's we are okay actually. We we. Uh, we can be profitable actually in January this year. We just decided, hey, let's let's just invest more, uh, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. into the making the product better. And uh, one um, one very important thing, actually, I want to maybe to the message I want to bring here actually is um, when the app first came out in year two thousand at the end of year two thousand twelve, we have a language exchange exchange mode from day one, which is like you can have a text and time-based like uh, you know language exchange with someone in a fair way one problem is always when you language exchange with someone it's not naturally fair so if you're an english native speaker you almost yeah. get squeezed uh, yeah. and utilized as a, a free english teacher which yeah. is very unfair right yeah so uh we have that function but in 2016 we 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 hide we put it we kind of put it in the background because we didn't implement it in a very good way. Um, so, uh, but in about one month time, we are bringing it back. So it will be language exchange uh, voice, real-time voice. You know, you can we'll exchange five minutes or 10 minutes with your partner. We, the system will count your time. Yeah. You can send out the request and it, it will be a very fair way to, to reward both sides. Mm-hmm. you know to solve an issue so that uh, our spirit has always been language exchange and mutual help and fair um and rewarding people who are willing to help others so mm-hmm. uh, I, that would be a very good um, I, I think for the community I, it's uh, personally it's been about three years that we, we we weren't as excited for a new feature to come in the app that we mm-hmm. think is to truly will benefit the users yeah you decided to take on venture capital why why did you do that and would you recommend like people who just start out with a new app do you also think that they should aim for getting funding uh it's actually very difficult to get funding for a mobile app 
new apps uh, or like uh, individual developers nowadays because you know the, I, I think the the it's easy to do it in 2013 to 14 maybe early 2015 so first like app is very difficult to build very costly to build actually um so and uh it's very difficult to get funding and new apps today don't get downloads actually if you have an app maybe in 2013 you can actually easily get some yeah. download but today an average new app gets no get no downloads yeah even our four new apps like it's about content and mm. language that we launched recently some of them only get like 20 downloads a day yeah you know uh, naturally if you, yeah. And you need to have a professional team actually to look at ASO, how you manage the keywords. And yeah. so um, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not uh, something, un unless someone has the development skills and uh, product management experience and you form a small team with people with the right combination of resources together and you need to have a, because the mobile app space has been out for about eight years, right? Yeah. So it's a very mature business, yeah. like mature industry now. You know? Do you think that's so. also one of the reasons why the app took off in the beginning? Because basically you, you were entering a new market, like apps, applications were still quite new when, when you launched HelloTalk for the first time? Uh, I would say actually we were very early. Actually, we are the first two language exchange social app actually. Um, but uh, even around that time, we put in quite a lot of resources. If you look at it, we only have about 150,000 registered users in the first year globally. It's not mm -hmm. a lot, actually. Mm. So even at that time, and, and it was professionally, like there's money that put into the app and hiring people. And there's like eight to about eight people full time. Yeah. Um, so even uh, back then, I don't think it, it was that easy unless someone is very professional. I mean, they have very good product experience or, or it's not about content or how you know how to learn. It's about building a product, which is like technical development, which is, mm. I think that's the difficult part. You know, really. mm. it's, 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 it's not, it, it will require a lot of resources and money yeah. and, and dedication and um so it's like for 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 us it's like it's been at the end of this year it will be eight the, the eight years yeah right so uh, you know we are not really seeing a lot of money or, or we are not even overall profitable yet you know yeah. so that that's how how you can look at it you know so it's, it's a very competitive mm. so for our listeners who might have an app idea maybe they are a developer um you know and they have this you have this idea and they can develop the app by themselves like, what would you recommend this person? Because creating an app, developing an app is number one, right? But then getting it out there and getting the people to know about your app, that's a whole, diff that's a whole different challenge. How difficult or how easy is it? What are some of the things that we need to take into account for anyone who wants to launch? Well, I think like uh, it was, uh, you always want to look at what problem, specific problem you want to address and solve. Just maybe build a small tool just to solve one you know, particular problem. Um, and it doesn't really need to have to be an app. It can be um, you know, a plugin on a browser. Like I personally like, uh, you know, uh, there's a plugin called Netflix, learning language for YouTube and Netflix. Because yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to practice language that way. So I see you know, they solve 
this problem. I reached out to them. Actually, I, I, I spoken to two developers of this plugin because I really we wanted to build this ourselves uh, on an app. Actually, so I, I think they solved it in a very good way. So there's many you know ways to solve language related kind of like problems. Um, um, so uh, I think just look at you know. And, and uh, if you are in China, you can build like WeChat kind of mini programs, right? So on Facebook, there's or Messenger, there's some tools to do that as well. So I would just say, look at what problems, not not big problem, but like relatively tackle a few problems, um, cause uh, first, and then build from there. You know, yeah. and just build from there. So you yeah. you solve a problem, you launch the app, and then nothing happens or, or like what do you what do you expect like can you assume that 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 the app um that is found by the people like organically automatically or uh in today's need world to invest in, in marketing in today's world i would say you will launch an app you don't need to expect it to uh to have any downloads actually very few downloads and then you need to do that for over, it would take about five to six people team, you know? So you, the minimum maybe is uh, five to six people, you know, if, if, if uh, you know, and then one for marketing, one for product development, one for analysts and Android, maybe one server, right? And then one, you know, so that will be, and usually they don't get downloads, actually. They don't get yeah. downloads. So you have to, you know, go to Reddit or, you know, channels on youtube and do a lot of marketing that will get you a few so unless your product has very innovative concept very good to be featured by apple you need to have like superb ui experience and uh, which is not something that can be done by amateur like it has to be top top level designers you know from huge major companies so that that's that's how it is so um, if you look at, uh, uh, I think there's a uh, data, like about 60% of the, there's like maybe like 2 million apps on Google Play or Apple, about 60% of them never been downloaded, have never been downloaded. Yeah. Not even once. Yeah. So that's so, a rough figure that I know, actually. Mm -hmm. So, and maybe 80% of them will have less than 100 downloads, actually. Yeah. I don't so, know the exact data about that, but I know. I heard the data about about sixty percent of apps have never been downloaded. Yeah, so you're basically saying that if you want to launch your own app now, it's going to be much more difficult than eight years ago because eight years ago there was less competition, and well, main, mainly that. Yeah, right, I guess. Yeah, it would be it's much less crowded eight years ago. Mm. How do all the companies? Or, well, let me first ask you, how important do you think like influencer marketing is? I mean, you just said in the beginning of this interview, I think you mentioned that over 95% of your users came through organic traffic, right? So yeah. how important is influencer marketing then? Do you think it depends on the app? Because, you know, all these companies, they, they are reaching out to influencers. I receive emails every single day if I want to promote stuff. Um, yeah, what's your, uh, what's your view? Well, on this? I think like um, it, it, first, it, it has to match with the influencers, like audience, their fans, base right so it has to be something that's good for their fans as well uh we've done some really good ones where you know the the kol the influencer 
you know, background and the videos they make, the audience, uh, they actually will want something like Hello Talk. So that, that would be very good and successful because it benefits the, the influencer. They recommend mm. something good to the, the fans. The yeah. fans will find something they, they, they don't know before. Win-win so, for everybody, but, right? Yeah, we've done some which we think maybe it should work, but it's travel or somewhere, and we find out the result is not good at all. So it's not, it's more about, uh, but it will help you crack a few markets, like crack open in the early stage, yeah. you know, uh, for the right uh, influencers, uh, you know, audience. Um, mm -hmm. that, that's a good, but it's not something that's very scalable. Like it will take you about two to three months to talk to one of them to get one done. Yeah. So it's not something that is very costly to manage, mm -hmm. but it's something that we always uh, like doing for the yeah. right influencers. So we always like doing that, you know, with the right person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So what is the future of, of language apps in, in, in your opinion? Like, is it going to be more difficult to create your own app? It's going to be more competitive. Is there going to be even bigger opportunities? Like how do you see the, see the future of, 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 of the industry? Of the oh, language I learning think, industry. Uh, yeah. Well, I think like, um, you know, it, it's, uh, there should be a um, better way to interact. Uh, I think there's, um, uh, I don't know, like, I, I think it's just like, uh, there will be, it, it will just evolve until, with the current, is quite mature, right? So the next uh, user experience, it will be something in a more VR or, you know, some other way, you know, mm. it has to has a new device, you know, to, uh, a new way to interact with, with with the content, you know, or, or, you know, a new way to interact, you know, to have something new. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, unless Apple come up with like uh, some kind of VR or AR combination of like a glass or, uh, you know, VR becomes very universal device, which I don't see it. Uh, I think things will stay pretty much the same, but just will evolve in a very small step evolve evolving in a very small step, small way, you know, it's like not, not evolution, but just like improvements, small improvements mm -hmm. over, over the years. You know? mm -hmm. For me, I personally, I personally like game based kind of like 2d world kind of interaction. So we wanted to build a 2d interactive world for Hello Talk, mm -hmm. which is, you know, like, you know, you, you can go into, you know, the, New, just like China, uh, like Shenzhen, you can pick Shenzhen and Beijing and you go into it, you can see the Beijing environment, people will be there in a 2D world, 2D yeah. world, not a yeah. VR. Cause, and then you can start chatting and, and, and um, you know, all that. So that's uh, where, what we want to be next for the, you know, it's a different way just to go into practice language. You have, do you have any tips for, you know, Langpreneurs who just want to start out? So maybe it's someone, you know, with a product idea or a course idea. Any tips that you can share here for those people? Um, my recommendation is just go do it. You know, just uh, don't, don't just make a very simple version of it out. You know, you know, um, you know, you can use like a SoundCloud. You can, there's a, just don't, build too complicated 
kind of things. Just test the ideas and just the more important thing is just to start doing it. You know, just yeah. like, you know, start doing it. I think the, on short video, uh, is, uh, in terms of the new media, I think short video is a very uh, a new way. Um, short video. To be, yeah, short video, which I see a big trend coming out. Um, you know, like, like the short, in China, uh, you know, there is an app called Douyin, which is the, the version of TikTok in, in China, which is uh, very advanced and they are just a short video. People are telling story, learning language and doing everything on short video. So I think short video, just like in, Instagram is a stories. Uh, is, um, but the trend that I'm seeing is with TikTok, uh, they are bringing this into an entertainment level that mm. is... Uh, Although now there is an issue about, you know, political reason that it could be banned globally or in the U.S. Mm. But I think short video is really a big trend. Because um, YouTube has been long video mostly, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Short video, um, I just encourage you to check out TikTok, um, you know, and search maybe some language and, and stuff. It's, um, it's a very, I think for the next three years, it's a very important media. Yeah. format so and it's, it's relatively new there's a lot of innovation coming out uh from 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 china on on that space yeah um, um so, so that that would be i encourage all the content creators and you know even uh, if you want to launch a new project take a look at that actually yeah so what should we do as companies knowing that there are these new platforms that take off like like tiktok like the other one that you mentioned like, what do you do, for example? Are you looking for influencers on TikTok who, who are yeah, interested in promoting that. your app, for example? Or how do you... Yeah, we, we've been doing that a little bit. Um, the reason is not uh, we specifically look at that, but we look at naturally. There's some natural user talk about okay, us yeah, on the it. new media format. They will talk about us on YouTube or, or TikTok um, or, or Instagram. So, or Insta Stories. So, that bring us a lot of new users. So we just look at, hey, what, what is this? And, oh, actually, this is a good way to actually interact with uh, uh, new users or, or reach out to new users, new media formats. So we start looking at that. So that's yeah. how, how kind of like it works. Yeah. So, cool. but it's, it's a new, I think it's, it would be, it's like short video is different from long video. The cost of production is more entertainment yeah. Uh, focus, you know, you 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 entertain by fifteen second videos. So um, so you can actually learn the language and practice something in fifteen seconds. Six, fifteen second video. Sorry. Yeah. So um, I would just encourage uh, you to take a look and maybe make some language series uh, in fifteen seconds. You know, uh, maybe you know it, it will. It's it's based on algorithm recommendation. You know. Uh, is something new that I think is worth trying. So, but yeah. like, you know, in, in China, about 700 million people every day spend like at least 40 minutes on it. Yeah. So that's, that's a huge, uh, it's like taking a lot of time from all other, all other sources, you yeah. know, so, um, mm. um, so. Great. Well, we're going to check that out. If people want to learn more about you or do you have like, are you still looking to work with, with influencers or if people want to work with your, with your app, like if they're using your app, so they have a following of language learners, they like your app. Is there a way to, to, to collaborate with, with HelloTalk or? 
Yeah, uh, they can just send, uh, we have like a hi, hi, at hellotalk.com mm. where we get uh, inquiries for marketing, collaborations, and uh, business, uh, you know. Um, so they can just send email to hi, hi, at hellotalk.com. Yeah. You know, just, uh, you know, state out the, the purpose of yeah. making the contact and uh, our team of people will rally to the relevant people, you know, um, you know, even, you know, we, you know, people want to work for us or join our team as well. So, uh, you know, they can send it to, to that email address and okay. we will, our, our, our people will make the, the right transfer to relevant people. Yeah, yes. Great. Well, if people have been listening to this podcast episode and they're fascinated by your story, um, is there also a way to, to contact you? Like, do you, you personally, you have a website, LinkedIn, or how can people? Uh, yeah, they can just send email to me, like just uh, Zachary at hellotalk.com. Is that A-C-K-E-R-Y at hellotalk.com? Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've joined Polyglot Gathering once. Yeah. So we have a, a We actually met there in Berlin, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a, a colleague, Misha. Misha, he he actually joined Polyglot Gathering every year. Okay. Uh, this year, I think it's virtual. Um, he he's based out of Ukraine as well. So we always uh, support the the community, and um, you know, so um, you know, so basically anyone who who like um, who who's interested and enthusiastic about language, you know. You know, just can always contact. You know, any ideas can can email me as well. So great. Well, thank you very much, uh, Zachary, for sharing your story, sharing your insights. I'm sure our listeners are going to appreciate it. Um, well, looking forward to talking to you next time. We're all going to check out the Hello, the Hello Talk app, just in case people haven't done that. And uh, all right, see you. Yeah, you know, uh, let's uh, talk in Cantonese when you visit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I exactly. was fascinated by your Cantonese. Yeah. I, I was pretty good at the time, but I'm afraid it's a little <laughs> bit too, uh, too, too rusty now. I have to brush it up. But yeah, that's a uh, good motivation. <laughs> All right. Want to learn how you can grow your language business or maybe meet us at one of our upcoming events? Then go to our website, langpreneur.com. Thanks for listening and see you in the next episode.